All right, we are going to check in with Shane Woodford. Used to be a journalist here. He now works in Denmark. As you've likely heard in the news, Denmark has extended a nationwide lockdown. It will now go until at least April 13th. And there have been more than 50 coronavirus-related deaths in that country. Shane, great to have you back on the program. Thanks for being here. Hey, and congratulations on the program. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, strange times to be doing this, uh, but we're going to keep uh, covering COVID-19. Uh, what is happening yeah. there? We, we've seen the extension of the lockdown. Uh, does that mean it's not working as well as they thought, or, or it is, and they want to keep those measures in place? It means that it is working, and they want to keep those measures in place. Matter of fact, uh, the Prime Minister of Denmark, Meta Frederiksen, had a press conference just a few hours ago here and expressed some optimism that the measures are working so well that if the trend continues for the next two weeks, that the country will actually uh, institute a gradual reopening just after the Easter long weekend. And she stressed it. It's always interesting to me covering press conferences, as you have uh, back in D.C. and Canada, about how some of the language from politicians can be, you know, a little flowery sometimes. And here it's really striking how blunt they are. She flat out said, I, I, you know, quite frankly, wasn't sure I should have this press conference because I don't want to give Danes false hope or inspire people to do things that are going to mean infection numbers start really climbing again. She also really stressed in very blunt language that the infection is going to be here even after or if we reopen and that more Danes are going to die. Uh, But we feel that the situation is well enough in hand that we can start considering that option. And are you getting the sense that people are following the rules or are are realizing the importance of doing this and and are okay to be living under this this new normal for the time being? Yes and no. Um, my sense is from being out in Denmark uh, and traveling around here and going out and sort of being in 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 the country is that people are by and large respecting the rules. The restrictions here are pretty fierce. I mean, there's virtually nothing open now except for grocery stores and the occasional restaurant who's doing takeout, gas stations, uh, that kind of thing. Um, people noticeably give you space uh, when we're out hiking or when we're walking around town. Um, my sense is that everyone is very hyper aware of what's going on. That said, um, there is a fine system in place for people who aren't abiding by the rules. It's about in Canadian dollars, it's about $300 per person. Uh, if you're caught gathering in a crowd over 10, that's inside or outside. Uh, and it's about $1,000 Canadian for a business who's caught breaking the rules. And I have seen uh, some coverage here of uh, certain establishments and people that have indeed broken those rules and fines have been handed out. But I think, by and large, most of the population knows what's going on and is respecting, uh, respecting the rules. I've even seen um, some video from Copenhagen and Aarhus, which are the, obviously the two largest cities here. And drone footage flying over those cities in the middle of a beautiful sunny day just a day or two ago. And it was like a ghost town, which is really something. And uh, so what are you allowed to do? You mentioned hiking. You're still allowed to go out as long as you're following uh, the, the strict distancing? Yeah, you can go out. You can do stuff. Uh, we can walk around. There's no, like, we're not quarantined in our homes or anything. Uh, we're just not allowed, unless it's, uh, unless it's immediate family, like people you're living with, you're not allowed to gather in large groups. Uh, like I said, over 10. So, you know, we can't, you know, get together in the street and have a big street party or go inside a coffee establishment, for example. I've noticed that the one here in the town I live in has essentially sort of created an ad hoc walk-by window uh, so that people don't go inside at all and you just kind of stand out there and and uh, and buy your coffee and, and move on. And, and the lines even in some of the stores, there's now limits on who can go in. 
Uh, I know the fish store down the street I drove by the other day. It was kind of funny. There was like about a, you know, there's people staggered good three, four feet apart. They were going down the sidewalk waiting to go in because there's a two-person limit. You see stuff like that here a lot. But, I mean, you can still move around. I, I sort of describe it as every day is like a slow Sunday morning. You know, a lot of shops are closed. A few people are wandering around. Uh, there's a decline in car traffic. But other than that, it's life is normal. It sounds quite similar to what we're seeing here in BC as well. And uh, I share your concern with even seeing headlines or uh, any kind of reference to turning a corner or it's working because people often, myself included, don't read the full text. And it doesn't mean to stop what we're doing. It means it's more important than ever to keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, the the, the genesis of the whole flatten the curve movement, right? It's not that we're going to drum coronavirus completely, you know, eradicate it and pending a vaccine at some point in time, hopefully one comes along. But our immediate reality, Jill, is that we're going to have to live with this thing in one variation or another. Uh, the idea of flattening the curve is to take some some sacrifices, keep away from people, put up with some restrictions in order to not overwhelm the health system, which is exactly the point here in Denmark. Everybody's looking at what happened in Italy where the health system got absolutely sideswiped. It's just a, just a tragedy there. And, uh, and people want to make sure that that doesn't happen in their country. So that's, I mean, we're going to be dealing with this to some extent or another until a vaccine comes along, so through the rest of the year at least. Uh, absolutely. And, and you mentioned Italy, and we've talked to uh, the Globe and Mail uh, bureau chief in Italy a couple of times uh, and others talking about, you know, you need a waiver even to go to the grocery store to go out if you're going yeah. and you're going yeah. out. And, and again, nobody wants to see those measures taken elsewhere yeah. if we can avoid it, that from happening. Yeah, by the way, Italy extended their lockdown now, uh, I believe, into about mid to late April. Um, although I was just looking at the numbers, I've been following them rather closely, and there's some good news out of Italy. I mean, the death rate there is still not very good, 812 people today. But uh, as of today, they've had nine straight days of either static or declining new infections. As a matter of fact, today's was 4,050 new infection cases. You'd have to go back to March 17th to see a number that low in Italy. So. Um, obviously still just a god-awful situation there, but there is a glimmer of hope that they're on the downside of a peak. All right, so we will leave it there. Shane, thanks. Always great to chat with you. You as well. Thanks for having me on. All right, Shane Woodford, former CKNW reporter. He's a freelance journalist now living in Denmark, where those measures have now been extended until mid-April, but they are starting to see that, again, those measures are working.